Yo, 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 and welcome back. My name is Jason, and I am your hostess of Between the Photos, a podcast that talks about all the work that I do, personal and collectively, between the photos of my highlight reel on Instagram. I tend to highlight the really amazing things going on in my life, but I never really talk about the other stuff going on in my life, and this podcast talks about that. And the purpose of that is to help people understand that what we see on social media can be a complete illusion of reality. So just because I have this beautiful highlight reel of all the delight in my life, and even some of the you know, ebbs and flows, there's a reality that there's much more that goes on between those photos. And this podcast is dedicated to helping people understand the depths of the work that we do between the photos of our highlight reel. The real stuff. Today, I was looking at the perception of success. So a while back, I recorded an episode around being invited to retrace my steps in my hometown to really understand what my perceptions and beliefs were and how applicable they are today. So as you may or may not know, perceptions are formed between the time you are zero to 10, somewhere in there, zero to seven, zero to 10. All of your truth about life and perceived truth about life is formed in those, those years. So whether or not it's true, and whether or not it still applies today is a different story. And that is kind of the key to this exploration around my perceptions and, and beliefs. So when the quarantine happened, I ended up being in my hometown and with my family, which the, the opportunity in that is this. When you grow up with your family, you are influenced by your teachers, your family, your schools, your churches, whatever organizations and and associations you have on top of your family or alongside your family all influence your perceptions and beliefs. So the opportunity that I had here was to actually stand witness to my influential family members, such as aunts, uncles, grandmas, sisters, brothers, dad. I was very fortunate to look at all the people in my life and just observe and think back to when I was little and what I understood to be true. So one of those things was success. And another podcast I did was around marriage and and whether or not I believed my perception around marriage and whether or not I actually believed in it. And the truth behind that was that I had a false understanding of what marriage meant. And it was all based on my perceptions growing up as a child and my beliefs. So the same thing is coming up for me with success. When I was a little kid, we grew up, we grew up all right. Like we weren't super dirt poor, but we were not wealthy. And I had two parents with lack mentality uh, belief systems. So even though they had access to money or were able to be somewhat abundant in their life, the belief that they weren't kept them from feeling as if they were abundant. So the lens in which my mother looked through and the lens in which my father looked through were vastly different from each other, but they both shared a commonality, and that was there was limitation and lack rooted in much of their thinking, which that is no fault of theirs. That is just the understanding of their perceived truth. And what happens when um, there's a perceived truth 
from a parental level, it's then passed on generationally to the next, to the child or the children in this case. So the opportunity that I had this time was to actually engage with other elders in the family and to see kind of how they live and how they operate. Many of which came from the Depression era where there really was a time where people didn't have and people were starving. So there's a a mental hurdle and an emotional hurdle associated with these perceptions and understandings based on these experiences that they had, these very real, raw experiences that they had as children. So the opportunity that I was so amazingly blessed with during this time was the opportunity to stand witness and observe and to listen, to really listen and to understand what beliefs those who influenced me hold and have held since they were little and and how they view the world and therefore gave me the opportunity to see how I view the world and what was influencing my everyday decision-making process as it related to that potential hurdle. So with success, my perception was that you had to work hard, you had to put in your time, you weren't going to get promoted unless you really spent like 30 years at a company, and if you didn't want to be poor, you had to you had to work really hard. And it's not even true. So no, it's not I mean not to say that you don't have to work hard to make money, but meaning The illusion was that the only way to make money was if you worked really, 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 really hard. So that created an imbalance in how I was thinking about working and how I would work. I would have an imbalanced relationship to how I approached work and how I dealt with work and how I was perceived at work. I would go all in, all the time, you know, 8 to 18 hour days. 8 was like a light one. I'd work weekends work nights, travel when they needed it, do whatever I needed to do to be the team player, see how hard I'm working, see how hard this is. The other illusion that I had was that I had to work hard in order to be properly compensated. So if I was given a decent salary, I then felt that I had to work even harder and I had to put even more time in and prove myself even more. Because there was this illusion around work being hard and working hard, working hard and grinding. And that really came from me growing up in a community where everyone worked Monday through Friday night. Many of the people had their own businesses and they really hustled and they really worked, which none of that is a bad thing. They'd work really hard. Some would do overtime. The illusion came in when I thought that the only path to success was working hard. The other thing I thought to be true with success was that not only did I have to work hard, but it had to be really big in order to be successful. I envisioned this massive empire, and if I didn't have the full empire, and I didn't have all the material things, and I didn't have all the accolades, and I didn't have all the clout, that it wasn't enough, and that it wasn't successful. That's such a big perception because the reality is You can have something be deeply successful and penetrate far and wide, but not be massive. Sometimes the success in things ends up being the success of the small. That was another big illusion I had. 
I understood everything to be successful only if it was massive. Like you had to be the store owner in order to be successful. You had to be the empire owner in order to be enough. So then as I dove into that and even stripped it back even further, I also recognized that the narratives around what I really wanted to do in my life was that it wouldn't make money and that it wasn't possible. So for example, I'm an artist. I'm an artist at heart. I went to art school. I did the whole thing. And of course, many of you already know this answer. How many times have you heard starving artists? Artists don't make money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, artists actually do make money. They make a lot of money, depending on the artist, depending on the mindset, and depending on the understanding of the laws of the universe. They do make money, and they can make a grip of money. But the thing that I had been fed as a child was that artists don't make money. Artists are starving. Artists, uh, that's just not the way. You need another. You need a real job. You can't just have that as your job. You can have that as a hobby, but it can't be your job. So some of the things that I wanted to be when I grew up, I was told that's not possible. That's a pipe dream. Don't let me burst your bubble. Here's the reality around that. Well, yeah. Okay, that might have been the reality back then in 1977, 88, 1981. That might have been the reality then. But that's not the reality today. I mean, we have exceptional technology and exceptional ways of self-marketing and all these tools that you can use. We live in the age of the internet. All you need is a a cell phone and an internet connection and you're pretty much, you're good to go. Got it all. Good to go. So then that perception in my mind was formed that the job I wanted, which really I wanted to be a model, but my mom told me that models go to bed at 8.30 at night and wake up at 5.30 in the morning and I was like, yeah, that job just isn't for me because I like to go to bed at nine and I sleep till six. <laughs> so I extended that job. It was done just like that. So anyway, the idea of being an artist was shot down. You know, I was advised that that was not a suitable career choice or not a suitable answer. So I was told that I needed a real job and that I needed to work hard. And I was like, ugh. What's a real job and working hard? Is that the only path to success? And then because we grew up in a house with two parents that had deep black mentality, it was as if we were poor, even if we weren't. Because we acted like we were poor, even though we weren't. We would make decisions as if no money was coming in, even though there was. The whole process of decision making was influenced constantly as if we were in this place of, of need but we weren't. And now I see that. So because of that, I felt that, gosh, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be a starving artist. I don't want to be poor. So I guess I need to get a real job. And I guess I need to do something that doesn't really suit me because I guess that's the only path to money. And that's the only path to success. That is such an illusion, right? That's such an illusion. And as an adult, I can see that. As an adult, I can see the difference between what is true and what is not. But I'm also not in 1981 anymore. And the options are vastly different. And it's a much different thing. So had I been in 1981, I probably would have advised my child the same way. I would have been like, cute, go finger paint. That's cool. I'll put it on the fridge. There's your gallery. You know what I mean? 
But really, in the end, it's a totally different time. And yet, my belief system, my perceptions, are still alive and well. So I still choose jobs that pay over jobs that really make my heart sing. I would love to be an artist. Now I know, now I've learned business and I understand systematically what I would need to do to actually make that a viable thing. And without that training, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So I'm really glad I took that path. But I'm able to unravel the illusion around success equals hard work, or I'm able to navigate around the illusion that artists are starving, authors are need to live in the woods and grow their hair out be crazy, be drinkers, <laughs> whatever the illusions were around authors. You know, they painted really quite the picture of what it would be like to be an author or an artist. And neither of them were very attractive. So I steered clear of that forever, even though after doing a beautiful analysis of what really makes my heart sing, I came right back to the original thing, art and writing, which is great. But I had to get really super crystal clear on what the illusions were and what the blocks were to actually stepping into those roles. And I think now more than ever, especially with everything that's going on, people are really evaluating their lives in a different, with a different lens and they're looking at their work very differently. And sometimes it's a forcing function and sometimes it's an option. I'm not taking away from that. So please, if your undies are in a bunch, please unwind them. I'm just saying that the opportunity to look at how we relate to our work and what we think about our work and success for that matter could still be hindering on a perception that we carry from when we were young. I know mine did. And the conclusion that I've come to is that it is easy to make money. You just have to decide to do it. There are so many tools and technologies available to everyone. It's not impossible. You can give me a million reasons why you can't, and you can always stay in those million reasons why you can't. A friend of mine told me something recently that I just, it stuck with me. She said, if you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. If you argue for your possibilities, you get to create them. That absolutely applies now, here and now, more than ever. We have all the tools and technologies to create, and for all of us who have had the opportunity to have some sort of work experience up until now, we can pull from all those resources and experiences and start to create our own way. And that, personally now, I'm speaking personally, goes for me when I think about what do I want to create in this world? I want to create art. I want to do writing. And there is a path to that. But I needed to get over the hurdle of my own perception around it being not possible or difficult. Oh, it's been a journey, y'all. It's been a journey. This time here has really given me the opportunity here in my hometown, has given me the opportunity to deeply evaluate what I believe to be true and then to also say, all right, is that true for me? Yes or no? No? Okay. How do you retrain your brain in order to rewrite and reroute the neural pathways in the mind so that you stop thinking it is? Because your mind, no matter how conscious, how consciously you're making decisions, knowing that that's not really what you want to do, the subconscious is going to go back to safety, which is to the perception of your knowing from when you were a child, the safety of what is quote-unquote truth. And you're going to keep going back to that place and keep going back to that place until that place and that knowing is resolved to a new truth. 
So man, that's what that is what I've been working on. And it has been really fascinating because my perceptions around love, my perceptions around marriage, my perceptions around money, success, and a woman's role has been so profound. And I didn't even know how deeply rooted and webbed these beliefs were and how how often they were reinforced. So even my toys, even my toys as a child, reinforced these roles of success. Uh, like think about Barbie and Ken, right? I had a Barbie, I had how many Barbies? Barbie was this model-esque, totally fake doll but led the model-esque life with her pink Corvette and her Barbie house and all these crazy material things what is that doing? that's encoding my mind with beliefs as I'm growing up about what the world is because I didn't know the difference I just thought I didn't live next to Barbie but Barbie was real, she lived in LA I knew it (laughs) I knew it and there's some kind of truth to that there's kind of are a lot of Barbies in LA but that's okay I love LA I love you LA 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 so the point is I've been invited to really evaluate these and it's been such a journey and this today with the successful one is super relevant right now because as we evaluate how we feel about our work our purpose our mission like really what we're doing with ourselves at this time it gives us the opportunity to really get clear on how we feel about our work and what we want to do to dedicate more beauty to this world and humanity and how do we want to make a difference this that really very much touches on how we view success and how we view money those are two key things so if you haven't listened to the other podcasts around perception work that they're worth a listen I think um It's always fun to kind of see what that's about. And then I invite you to do some of your own work if you haven't already. Thank you for listening to another episode of Between the Photos. A quick, insightful look at the real work that happens between the photos on my Instagram feed. It is truly my digital diary and my expression of the things that I am moving through, thinking about, contemplating considering, learning from, experiencing. And these subjects, these matters of the heart are things that may impact other people in this world. So I created this podcast as a way of talk therapy to work them out with myself out loud. And in essence, helping others work it out within themselves. Thank you for listening. If you're called to share this with someone, please do. Because you never know how these words these transmissions will impact another human. Have a great day and I love you. Thanks for listening.